This is Jeff Young, the Catholic Foodie at CatholicFoodie.com, and you're listening to episode 144 of the Catholic Foodie, Create the Crust You Crave, the Baking Steel is the Answer for Home Pizza Baking. Welcome, folks, to the Catholic Foodie, where food meets faith. I'm your host, Jeff Young, and I am so excited today. Why? Because I think I'm always excited, first of all, but (laughs) today for this episode, I'm especially excited because we're talking pizza. You know, I love pizza. Pizza is my favorite food in the whole world, and I, I just absolutely love it. And not only do I love to eat pizza, I love to make pizza. Pizza making, pizza baking has been a uh, an adventure of mine since I was, a, I don't know, maybe 10 or 11 years old. I mean, I started early, you know, uh, making Chef Boyardee pizzas way back when. But uh, we got some good stuff here, folks. Stick around. Catholic Foodie, where food meets faith. Yes, sir, we do. We have some good stuff today. We're talking pizza. We're talking uh, making pizza at home, you know, the crust you crave. Isn't that the case? Is that not the case? Isn't that what it really is all about? I mean, pizza, you know, what is it about? (laughs) You know, I put a couple of posts up over at catholicfoodie.com about a month ago on pizza, and I got quite a few uh, responses from folks, uh, email uh, I got uh, comments on on CatholicFoodie.com. I got I got feedback from folks uh, on on Facebook and on Twitter, and uh, you know people just love pizza. Pizza is a there's just something almost magical about pizza. I think, uh, you know, if you haven't seen those posts uh, over at CatholicFoodie.com, one of them was all about creative uh, pizza, like homemade pizza recipes. You know, things that that I do, things that I've learned over the years. Because I did, I started when I was like. 10 or 11 years old, I was making uh, Chef Boyardee uh, uh, pizza kits, you know, from the grocery store. I'd make those at home and eventually over time grew and developed where I was making my own dough, my own crust and and my own sauce. And uh, and I've been really in search of making, you know, how to make the perfect pizza. I've been doing this all my life. I'm 40 something, 42, I think. I'm 42 this year. I think so. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm just, you know, wise and old and but uh you know I, I have definitely learned a thing or two about pizza making but one thing that i have learned is that i don't know at all and, and and i'm not even close to getting to my goal of of making really the perfect home pizza right the, the, the perfect pizza that you can make at home and that's been my goal for so so long now and uh you know there's a perennial problem a perennial pizza problem uh, that any home pizza chef uh, encounters on a regular basis, and that is soggy crust. You know, we can say it's the crust, we can say it's the sauce, we can say it's the cheese. I think it's just kind of a, a mixture of all those together. It really is. Pizza is just something magical. As I, as I put in that post, uh, that article last month, I mean, it can make friends of enemies, it can make centers of, I mean, saints of sinners. <laughs> Maybe not that magical, but, man, it's pretty pretty darn magical, you know, pizza. Uh, but soggy crust. If you're making if you're making pizza at home, that's one of the problems you're going to have all the time. How do you fix that? You know, how do you fix that? How do you, you know, when you're 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 putting the dough out, you're you're rolling it out, you've got it on a on a stone or uh, some kind of a pizza tray or something that you're using uh, uh, to stick it into the oven. How do you prevent the 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 the, the, the pizza sauce, the, the the toppings? How do you prevent that from making the crust? soggy or worse having the crust not even bake fully uh in, in in your home oven right that that's the problem the problem is soggy crust it's crust that doesn't cook fully uh and and what do we do about that you know what do we do about that uh i don't know about you but i do not like pizza with soggy crust or with crust that's just not it's just not cooked all the way through that's the the thing i love about uh, the, these pizza parlors we go to, I, I mean, I've got my favorite one here in Covington, you know, pizza man of Covington is like, is my absolute favorite has been for years and, and boy, I'm loyal, you know, <laughs> I'm loyal. I, I tried a new pizza place last week as a matter of fact. And, um, you know, other, other people have raved about this new place. They're like, Oh, this is just the best. And I was kind of skeptical. I'm like, I don't know, you know, I'm gonna go try it. But, uh, you know, I, I, Pizza Man is is like the epitome of of pizza. I I can't uh, I can't you know I'm loyal. <laughs> anyway, sure enough, the new place. Guess what? It was pretty good. It wasn't bad. It was not bad. 
But I walked out of there thinking, you know what? I almost feel like a, a traitor for coming here instead of Pizza Man. But of course, you know, I had to try it. I had to at least try it. But it just, it's just not the same. It just cannot compare. You know, the, the pizza ovens that they have at, at Pizza Man and all these other different places, all these pizza parlors, they have these professional ovens. They get up to 1,000 or even 1,200 degrees. I mean, they're hot. You know, and they can put a pizza in there, and it's going to cook in four or five minutes. It's, it's, it's amazing. And, it, and it's going to come out with that charred crust, and it's going to come out with the, the bubbly cheese, you know. It's kind of brown cheese or burnt cheese. or I just love burnt cheese. It's just so good. Oh, my goodness, it's good. Uh, you, you know what I'm saying? You, you, we, how do you do that at home? You can't. I, I've tried for years. I have tried for years to replicate this. Uh, this magic that happens in a pizza parlor, I've tried to replicate that at my house. And guess what? I can't because I have a uh, a home oven that goes up to maybe, maybe, maybe if, you know, the stars line up right and, and the weather's okay, maybe 500 degrees, maybe. Um, it, it, half of what a, a good pizza oven would go up to, right? Uh, how in the world can I produce the the same results in my oven that – that I find at, at pizza parlors. That's the question. And, you know, over the years that I wrote about, that, that is, it's exactly, as a matter of fact, is exactly what I wrote about last month. And those two uh, articles that I put over, you know, over at uh, catholicfoodie.com, one about the, the uh, creative uh, homemade pizza crusts or pizza recipes, and the other one's about the inspiration behind my dough. And, and really that article, that second article, is about the the methodology and the the um, – uh, the inspiration, like where I got my recipe, how I've tweaked it, and 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 the method itself for making a really good pizza at home with with the home oven that we're stuck with, right? This is what we was what we've got. We got to work with what we got. And uh, so anyway, this is what happened. Okay, uh, I put those two articles up, and something happened, and I'm gonna get to that in a second. But you know. Uh, when, when we talk about uh, methodology, I just mentioned that word a minute ago, right? That second post was, that second article is all about methodology. Why would I need a baking methodology? Well, you know, as I said, you know, it's because I have a home oven, you know, and home ovens just don't get hot enough to produce the kind of pizza that you find at your favorite pizza parlor. It just doesn't. It just, it just doesn't, doesn't work that way. Now, you know, I remember when baking stones first came out. I mean, they may have been around forever, but there was a time years ago, years and years ago, when they became like all the rage. You know, everybody was talking about them. You can have parties where people sell them to you. I mean, <laughs> they were just everywhere. And I bought one, you know, and I and I loved it. And it was a, a, a tremendous step in the right direction as far as trying to make pizza at home, really good pizza at home. It really did help uh, with with the crust and, and it, it, it was a step in the right direction. That's all I've got to say. Definitely a step in the right direction, you know that was that was years ago, and and I've gone through at least a few pizza stones since then. You know, um, the the baking stones, um, well, you know they did produce a better crust, a, a better pizza, uh, but but there were certain limitations that were inherent in the baking stones. You know, the biggest of which is the fact that uh, it's the whole hot cold issue. You you cannot put something cold on a hot stone. And I don't know about you, but when I make pizza, it's a, it's a labor of love. It really is. It's a labor of love. It takes time. Uh, you've got to make the dough in advance. You've got to let it rise. You've got to, you know, and when I'm going to go through the effort of putting, of, of making pizzas, I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm going to take advantage of that, right? I'm not going to make just one pizza. Normally when I do pizzas, I make at least four because uh, my recipe for dough uh, will make four pizzas. And so that's what I normally do. And, and that way we've got dinner that night and we've got maybe breakfast, pizza breakfast for the morning or, or, or lunch for the next day or whatever it may be. Or better yet, we have friends over and we eat all four pizzas. <laughs> that would be the best thing, right? So uh, yes, you know, the, the baking stones produce a better crust, they produce a better pizza, but the whole hot coal thing is just, it's still a serious, serious issue. Because if you've only got one stone or two stones and you're going to make four pizzas, well, how do you do that? I mean, really, how do you do that? Uh, it would be incredibly time-consuming if you had to let your stone cool down enough to where you can finally then put the, the cold uh, 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 pizza, the second pizza, on the stone to, to cook. 
And I've wrestled with this for years. And thankfully, you know, when I was still living at home, I mean, we're going back probably 20 years now. This is a long time ago. I'm just thinking about that. Wow, I feel old. Hmm. Well, anyway, about 20 years ago, my parents bought me a Chicago-style pizza kit, and they had two trays in it. One was a, a, a perforated tray, and the other is a, a kind of like a deep dish pizza tray. They're made out of metal. I don't know what kind of metal. It's, it's something sturdy, though, something strong. It's not aluminum. It's something heavier than that, but it's some sort of a, a, a metal. And what I have to do is what I have referred to as uh, uh, pizza gymnastics in my kitchen. You know, in order to make four pizzas, the preference is the, absolutely the preference would be the baking stone. But guess what? I've only got one. Yeah, I could buy more, but I, I only have one. And so if I've got that one and I have that first pizza go in the oven and it cooks, when I pull that one out, what happens? I can't put another pizza on that hot stone. I, I've got to do something else. I've, I've got this, um, you know, it's kind of like a magic show. You know, you've got, uh, you know, one, I guess, what was the, the thing they have with the cups? You got three cups. And there's something in one of the cups and, and you move it around and try to fake out the audience, you know, so they don't know where the object is. It's under like maybe a little dice or something like that, you know, or a rock or whatever under the, the, the cup. Yeah, that's what I feel like. I'm, I'm juggling trays here. I'm juggling pizza stone and pizza trays trying to get it all right. And you know what? Even though the pizza stone is fantastic, and it really is, it really helped a lot, the pizza stone, um, still there, there was an issue with soggy crusts. Not, not, not the bottom. All right, the bottom would cook, but I'm talking about where the sauce hits the dough, right? Where the sauce hits the crust, and the toppings are on top of that sauce. There were times with that with that stone. Even I me, mean, you bake it until it's like, you know, almost on fire, and and sometimes you you pull it out, and that top layer of that dough just still did not cook. And so you have you're either eating raw dough or you you're eating soggy dough. You know what what is the solution? How do you fix that? And, and that was my dilemma. And a little over a year ago, I guess it's about that long ago, about a year ago, a friend of mine suggested, hey, why don't you uh, pre-bake your crust? That's what we do. Why don't you do that? And I thought about it. It's like, wow, okay, now tell me about this. And, and basically what she did is she takes the, the crust, she rolls it out, puts some olive oil on it, maybe a little salt or a little Parmesan cheese or some spices or herbs or something, and she'll take it, throw it in the oven, and, and, and bake it you know, on, on high, um, for about eight minutes, not, not fully, you don't want to bake it fully, but you bake it long enough to where the, the crust is really, it's actually cooked. You know, it's, it's just not fully baked and really crispy yet, but it's, it's, it's basically cooked. And, and that top layer is not raw anymore. That top layer has now, um, uh, uh, it's cooked. And so when you put your toppings on there, you have ipso facto, right? You prevented sogginess and the crust. And it does work. It absolutely, matter of fact, those two articles I wrote last month, was all, it was all about that, right? It was all about, this is the recipe. This is what I've developed over the years. I've done all this, you know, purposeful study and, and, and reflection and testing and, and everything else with, with making pizzas at home. I'm giving it all to you. This is what I've got. I'm giving it to you. And, and one was recipes as far as the dough, uh, I told you about the sauce. I told you about uh, the toppings, what I like to do for toppings and some different variations. And we, you know, the sky's the limit when it, you know, when it comes to toppings. But, uh, but the, second, the, the second thing I, I talked about, I mentioned it in the first article, but the second article I really kind of hit at home was the fact that pre-baking the crust is what will really yield what we, the, the crust we crave, right? The crust, the crust that we crave that you can get at a pizza parlor because they've got a thousand degree oven. Well, here's what happened, folks. What happened was I put those two uh, articles up there on catholicfoodie.com and, and someone made a comment on that first article. Uh, his name is Andrus Lagsden. And uh, Andrus made a comment, uh, he left a comment on, on the creative homemade pizza recipes article and uh, basically he was asking me again why I pre-bake my crust. So I you know I, I was like well you know I just I wrote about that in that second article but maybe he hadn't seen that yet so I I responded very quickly and said oh well this is what you know this is why I do it and you know it's the fact that that the crust comes out soggy or it's just not cooked on the top or, or whatever. Anyway this comment that Andrus left on on catholicfoodie.com 
uh, turned into a pretty in-depth uh, conversation that took place not only at catholicfoodie.com but also uh, via email. And, it, and what it did is it actually ended up um, it, with an interview because Andrus knew something that I did not know. <laughs> you know, he, he initiated this conversation because he is a pizza lover like me. You know, he loves to make pizza at home, and he is, he's a foodie. He has always searched for ways to improve his pizzas. And you know what? He had a solution for my soggy crust problem. And the solution did not involve pre-baking the crust, okay? Uh, it was a solution that would also eliminate the time-consuming gymnastics that I had to perform every time I made pizza at home. And, and you know, you think about that. And I, I didn't mention this yet. I mentioned it in, in, the, in, the, uh, in the articles. But when you, when you add that solution, right, the solution of pre-baking the crust, what does that do? That, what that does is it creates more work. And, there, and therefore, it, it creates more uh, uh, culinary gymnastics that has to happen in the, in the kitchen, right? Now, now I've got two different processes going on. I've got a pre-bake and I've got a bake. Now, how do I do that? I've got, th- I've got uh, one stone, two trays, <laughs> and four pizzas that I have to pre-bake and then bake. You know, it's complicated and it's time-consuming. And so he, he, he was offering me basically a solution to my problems, uh, with with soggy crust, and, and and I was just so excited about this when I heard about it, I couldn't believe it. Like this is amazing, and and he, this is the way he kind of presented it to me. This is the answer for the home pizza cook, right? This is the answer when it comes to making pizza at home. And what we're talking about here, folks, and what Andrus and I are going to be talking about in this interview in just a minute uh, is something called the baking steel. You know, as I mentioned, Andrus is a foodie. Uh, he was actually in the food industry. It's been a few years since he was in there, but he studied with uh, or under Todd English, Chef Todd English. And so he does have a culinary background, a foodie background for sure. Uh, but his, his family is also in the steel business. And you're going to hear more about this shortly. And and essentially, you know how, uh, I guess almost what, this is uh, four years ago now, I guess about four years ago, 2008, you know, I had what I call my Reese's moment, right, where two great things, two great tastes that taste great together came together for me, and that was food and faith. That's where the Catholic foodie came came from, right, the, the, the two great tastes that taste great together, food and faith. Well, in a, in a, in a similar kind of way, uh, Andrus had a, a Reese's moment too where uh, his foodie uh, love, right, the fact that he's a foodie, his love for pizza, and also his his family business and the steel business, those two good things came together and made something really great. And this great thing is called the baking steel. And I'm so happy that uh, I get to share this with you today because the result, here's the thing, the result of the conversation, the in-depth conversation I had with Andrus via email and also over at catholicfoodie.com, in the end, this is what happened. He graciously offered to send me one of these baking steels to try out. And uh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm telling you what. I mean, this was, I mean, night and day, night and day. If you have baking stone versus baking steel, there's no contest, none at all, no contest. And you're going to see that as we go through this interview. Andrus is a great guy, very uh, personable, very friendly, uh, very well-spoken. And and his story is, to me, his story is just so fascinating, just absolutely fascinating, you know, when we talk about the baking steel, this is what we're talking about. I mean, this is a quarter-inch thick piece of steel that fits nicely in your oven. And it also just happens to make your baking stone obsolete. I mean, it's just absolutely amazing. On their website, this is what Andrew says about the uh, uh, the origins of the baking steel. And I, golly, I don't know. I may, I may mispronounce a name here. But he says, uh, after reading pieces of modernist cuisine by Nathan uh, uh, Marvold, I believe is how you pronounce that. I was inspired to create a more efficient baking surface for the home cook. I visited our scrap metal pile at the plant, found a piece of quarter-inch A36 steel, and brought it home. According to modernist cuisine, steel is a more conductive cooking surface than a brick oven stone. Uh, it can cook faster and more evenly at a lower temperature, resulting in beautiful, thin, crispy crust. I spent years with countless pans, pieces of stones, gadgets, and gear trying to perfect my pizzas in a home oven. I just could not replicate that authentic, crispy Neapolitan pizza crust that I had come to love and crave. Who knew the answer was waiting for me in a pile of steel? 
Uh, our heavy-duty baking steel is made of recycled steel. It's virtually indestructible. We have pre-seasoned the steel with an organic blend of oil, so it arrives at your door ready to use. It comes standard at 16 inches by 14 inches, fitting most conventional home ovens as well as barbecue grill surfaces. And the baking steel heats evenly and produces what I think is the best pizza ever made at home. That's what he had to say on the website in describing the the, the baking steel. And I have to tell you, Amen. Amen, brother. <laughs> I mean, it it does all that. It's amazing. It really is amazing. So, you know, without any further ado, what I would like to do is just is just share with you this wonderful, very uh, entertaining uh, and fruitful conversation that I had with Andrus uh, just last week. I want to share that with you now and um, and then come back at the end and kind of give you my recap as far as you know, how, how did the stone work? I mean, how did the steel, the baking steel work for me? Because I tell you what, when I got it, I was as happy as a kid in a candy store, really. I mean, I was so excited. I mean, this thing was like 15 pounds, right? That the, the UPS guy shows up with this big old heavy box. And uh, and I'm just like smiling, grinning from ear to ear. Like, ooh, this is so much fun. Because <laughs> I knew it meant that I get to make pizza. And I wanted to do this right. I really wanted to kind of put it to the test. And so what I did is I made seven pizzas in two days. And uh, we ate them all, it was, <laughs> and they were great. Uh, boy, I guess that makes me sound like a pig, doesn't it? But anyway, uh, they were delicious. And uh, I, I want to tell you, I want to give you a breakdown as, as to what I saw, what I learned, and how I went about doing this, because there's a method to it. There's definitely a method to using a stone or using a steel. All right, so we're going to talk about that. But first, I want to play this interview for you. So uh, sit back, relax, get yourself a cup of coffee or a glass of wine, and enjoy uh, meeting my new friend, Andrus Lagsden. Well, I'm excited to have Andrus Lagsden on the phone with us today. Andrus, how are you doing? Jeff, I am great. Thank you for asking me, and how are you doing? I- I'm doing pretty good. You know, I've been uh, eating lots of pizza lately for some reason. <laughs> I wonder why that is. <laughs> I don't know. I-, I-, I think that's why we're talking today. <laughs> I love it, yes. I saw that you were a big pizza fan, and I, I-, I, wanted- and I saw some of the-, the challenges you were having with your own personal pizza making, I thought, hey, you are the perfect candidate for, for, for a baking steel. And I hope, I hope after a couple of uh, attempts with it, you see, you've seen some differences. Oh, I have. I have. I, absolutely. And I, and, I, and I want to talk to you about that, too. I'm hoping I can get some advice from you. Uh, absolutely. But, but first of all, tell, what is this all about? I mean, you, you, this is a, a baking steel. You know, I, I'm used to having a, um, a stone, right, a baking stone. Correct. Yeah, but what in the world is a baking steel? Where did all this come from? Uh, good question. Um, well, I'm a, I'm a foodie, Jeff. Uh, I'm in a, in a family business now. We we work with steel. We design and make components for the for the big guys, like the Caterpillars, the John Deere's, the Volvos of this world. Um, having a food background, I've always I think once you're a foodie, you're always a foodie. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> last year, you know. Um, and our business has always been look. You know, I've always dreamed about having a consumer product. I've always wanted to. Um, something that fascinates me. Uh, little did I know it would, it would actually be in food. <laughs> in any in any case, uh, last year I'm reading uh, the Wall Street Journal in my office. I forget what, maybe like a Monday night or something. I'm just sitting there reading, and there's a new book out called The Modernist Cuisine. It's it's written by uh, Nathan Meavold, who is mm-hmm. of Microsoft fame. Wow. Uh, he left Microsoft in the, in the late 90s, maybe early 2000s. He's a, he's a fellow that went to college age 14. Oh, so wow. Pretty intelligent guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, aside from all of his, uh, his, I guess, rocket building and rocket science, he, he has a passion for cooking. And he's, I, I think, considered to be a master French chef. And yeah. with a science mind and a and a, and a food background, that's a, that's a deadly combination. Oh, I wouldn't yeah. want to cook against him. I, I cook with my soul, <laughs> right. and I have some, I have some training. Um, he actually knows what's going on scientifically, <laughs> mm. which is a great combination. So he, he decided to, to, write, to write about this. He, I think he opened up some test kitchens out in Seattle, Washington, or around that area, and studied the art and science of cooking which is um, basically just taking traditional cooking methods and studying them as a science and challenging them like, like nobody has before. Um, anyway, so this book caught my interest. And there's some blurbs. Now, 
I'll warn you, this book was, at the time, it was about $600. Wow, really? Wow. Yeah, very expensive. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I couldn't get my hands on it. In fact, I went to my local library and, and at, requested it. I went back the, the following week, and they kind of laughed at me. Wow. But So the Wall Street Journal is talking about his book, and there were some questions asked. And, and one of the questions was, um, and this is, how do you how do you make Neapolitan style pizza at home? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm looking reading that like oh that's interesting and and this is what his answer was is to to Google your local steel shop and have them cut out some metal and huh. use that as a conductor like wow. as your stone. So it's almost like Jeff someone took a baseball bat <laughs> and hit me over the head and said, you know I got to do something with this. This is yeah. crazy. My steel background with food background. So I go out. I go out to my my steel yard out here. I grab some metal, and I brought it home that week. And I, I made some dough. I rolled it out, and I'm like, and I made the pizza. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> I look at the. Cr- and meanwhile, my wife is looking at me like, what, like I have like two heads because right. this piece of steel I bought home was not pristine. <laughs> it almost looked like a piece of rust. <laughs> However, I, I I could not believe the result. So that's when I started thinking. I'm like, I got to do something with this. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I, I actually shelved it for a couple of months because our bit main business was very busy. We were going through a lot of changes. Uh, around de- December, I just said, I'm running with this thing. I spent about the next six to eight months designing it, mm-hmm. and, and which sounds pretty simple, but I, I, well, I didn't know how much involvement there is to bring a product to life. Right. Yeah. Uh, it was a new new venture for me. And, and so I did that. I did a lot of testing. I talked to a lot of chefs. I, I, I gave a lot of these things out so people could try them to get feedback. Um, and you know, I made the nice thing about steel Jeff is that it's, it's, it's recycled by nature. It's, so it's a very green product, uh, which I love because we, we like to promote, you know, made in the USA here. We like to promote, you know, using green technology if we can. And right. steel by nature is a very green product. Um, a portion of every, you know, that new steel we get in, a portion of every steel has got recycled steel in it. Wow. Okay? If that makes sense. Yeah. So we, we designed the product. You know, I had all the equipment here, Jeff, which was the beautiful, the beautiful thing about this product. I have a million dollars worth of equipment making this baking steel, which was dynamite. So I we got, designed it. I, you know, I got a, we have a big oven here so I can, I can season it with organic food oils mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay and there's a little bit of art to that um and we have what we thought was a, a beautiful product and i was so excited about it now i'm ready to you know we, we redesigned our website i'm ready to go bring this thing live i'm okay great i got this beautiful product but how how can i get people to see this thing which is when i went over to this uh crowdsourcing platform called kickstarter mm-hmm. i don't you've heard of that but that's just big a uh, there's a lot of eyeballs scouring Kickstarter almost every day looking for new projects, whether they be music, art, or technology. Um, if you have an idea and you want people to see it, this is the place to go. You, you, set a goal for your, you set a goal for yourself. In our case, since this was my, my baby project, I didn't want to use my company money to kind of launch this thing. I wanted to right. kind of get a flavor for the market if there was a if there was a need for something like this, I'm removed from the food industry 15 years. <laughs> I knew this thing was pretty good, but wow. I, I had no idea. Wow. <laughs> so we went on the Kickstarter with, with the goal to raise $3,000. And uh, we had 30 days to do that. Well, I think we hit our goal in, in less than 24 hours. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Uh, which was amazing. And some of that was family and friends, but really after, after the, you know, the first 12 hours, they were all out. People were just seeing this thing and started to buy it. Mm. And it was amazing. And the, the response that we got, my wildest dreams, Jeff, I thought if we could sell 100 units on Kickstarter, it was going to be a go. The product would be a go. Wow. Okay. We sold 500. In wow. 30 days. <laughs> people it, like pizza. <laughs> people like pizza. And I didn't understand that this is crazy in a good way underground pizza making world that wow. is just amazing people are so passionate about making pizza yeah. they were so happy to finally <laughs> see that maybe this is the thing they've been waiting for 
to give them that oven spring, to give them that nice, crispy, airy, charred crust that they're looking mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's absolutely. A piece of stone. <laughs> what, I'm sorry, what was that one? Oh, it's absolutely. <laughs> okay. The, the pizza stones are good. Um, I've used them in the past, but I just I never was that excited about them. I've, I've broken a couple in my in my career because yeah. they don't like that cold to hot temperature. You know that immediate uh, steel. One thing I nice about steel, it's not going to break. <laughs> yeah, right. That's right. <laughs> uh, and then we, you know, then as our Kickstarter wore on, there's a there's a, a, a big food blog called Serious Eats, and they have a, a pizza section called Slice. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. They have this, their chief creative officer, Kenji, who's a former MIT guy, wow. got a hold of me and said, hey, this thing looks pretty interesting. Can I test one out? I was nervous. I'm like, uh-oh, put myself out there. But uh, <laughs> he basically came out, tested it, and he did a beautiful review on um, in September, beginning of September. He said, basically, this is the best home uh, pizza product I have ever tested. Wow which was, I was blown away by, by that review because I knew it was good, but now I have somebody in that expert, you know, with the pizza expertise telling me that hey, this thing is dynamite. Um, and we've been, you know, going ever since with this thing, and um, it's just been a fun, fun project. That, that, it's simply amazing. You know, it, it really is. And, uh, yeah, I read the, the review there by uh, Kenji. I mean, I, mm-hmm. matter of fact, he, he wrote about it several times. It wasn't just yes, once. Yeah. He, he wrote, I think, uh, I think back in August, it, maybe it was August, he, he was uh, kind of given a, just a brief introduction. This is what's, what I've seen, and, and, mm-hmm. and I'm going to have a full review coming your way. Uh, and then he wrote that full review, and I think there was a couple other, other um, uh, posts that he put up there also. All of them are phenomenal. I mean, I, I encourage anybody listening now to go check it out. I will have links in the show notes uh, because his pictures, his, his photographs are incredible. And he documents the entire process. And, uh, you know, that's, you had sent me that link. And, uh, and I think, Mm -hmm. I think what, um, just as, you know, for full disclosure, I want to let everybody know that that you sent me uh, a baking steel as well so that I could uh, test it out. I recently wrote about pizza and uh, pizza is a passion for me. It's, it's my favorite food. I've been uh, Mm -hmm. eating pizza all my life. I've, I've been, um, uh, making pizza at home at least since I was, you know, just the first year or so of high school. If I, wow. I started with like Chef Boyardee kits, you know, and <laughs> and they had one. They had one for a while. I was doing it was called the Appalachian Way. That was the name of it. And uh, oh, I love it. And 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 it just went from there to you know making my own dough and making my own sauce and you know. But but I've kind of studied this for years, just personally trying to better myself. And I think and what 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 may have maybe had attracted you is something I wrote in, in one of those recent posts about how I pre-bake my crusts. Absolutely. I mean, that was my, my issue was I could never get my crust right. And, and, and I saw your recipe, Jeff, it looked, your, your recipe looked dynamite and I'm reading it and I'm like, why is he pre-baking his crust? <laughs> because <laughs> like, I have a terrible oven. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that, that could be the case, but you know, and that's what, that's where the baking steel comes in. Because you can now have a, an industrial strength oven um, at home for for the cost of you know less than a hundred dollars, it's um, right. it's it's pretty amazing, and I'm hoping that you see the results, the, the differences, and 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 the crust and the charring and the airiness, especially with that nice recipe that you do have. But well, no yeah. longer do we with a pre-bake. Well, that's that's the thing. I mean, that's you know the whole pre-baking thing for me came about. I don't know. Maybe it was less. Maybe about a year ago, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, a friend of mine who loves pizza and, and, and loves to cook pizza at home you know, for the family uh, regularly had recommended, oh, well, why don't you try doing, you know, just pre-baking it? Not not fully pre-baking it, but just, you know how you can uh, maybe parboil rice, sure. for mm-hmm. instance? Well, this is like par-baking your pizza crust so that at least you know that, that, that it's going to be cooked all the way through and the top is going to be, it's not going to be soggy. And uh, I tried it out, and that was about a year ago, and it was, it was wonderful. Now, it's an extra step. And it's kind yeah. of a pain in the behind. And, yeah. you know, and I think uh, I love my pizza stones. I've got a couple of them. And that, the problem, I have also broken a few <laughs> in my life <laughs> okay, sure. because I, you know, going from hot to cold, it, they just don't do well. Mm-hmm. And so I had, um, I had, matter of fact, what I have are a couple of, and I guess they're made, I, I always thought they were made out of steel, but they're probably made out of 
something else, um, some other kind of metal. I don't know if it's aluminum or what, but they're like Chicago style. Uh, one of them is a perforated pizza tray, and the okay. other one is like a deep dish tray. Mm-hmm. And so I would, I would, uh, you know, when I make pizza, I do three, four at a time, and so. I would alternate. You know, the stone goes first, and the stone comes out. And then I got the other tray, wow. and then I got the other tray, and I've, you know, it's 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 always been like a, uh, a a three ring circus in my kitchen when I make pizza, and that was one of the things that really kind of attracted me to what you've got, and uh, you know, I, I received the the baking steel in the in the mail. I guess it was last. It was Monday. It was this week. Okay. And I was so excited. I was like, "Oh, I gotta try this. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta get my stuff now. Let's go to the grocery now." <laughs> but, and, you, um, and you probably noticed, you know, one thing that I was nervous about, Jeff, when I was developing this thing was was the weight of it. Oh the yeah. The baking steel was, is fifteen pounds. Right. And, it, and it's heavy. Um, and the people were I mean, the few people that were testing it. You know, they almost didn't mind the weight. What they what they what they were concerned with, though, more than anything, was Okay, I got this nice hunk of steel here. I don't want to go store this with my my all-clad pans, my beautiful pans. Right. And you come up. So a couple of people asked if I could come up with something. I I found this uh, what I think is a very cool recycled billboard. Um, so we have these what we call storage cases for it, which you put your your steel in the case and it, it stores it nice and dry. It actually looks kind of cool. You can carry it with you to a pizza party if you need to make pizzas. It's a nice. Um, way to, to store your baking steel, uh, and I love that aspect of it. I do too. I mean, that that yeah, again, there's almost like a theme here of green. Y- yeah, know? exactly. And something that we're, we're we're proud here. You know, again, we're made in the USA. Um, we try to keep everything here made in the USA. The bags we're having, we don't make the bags ourselves, but they are made here in the U.S. They're made out of, I think, 98% recycled materials. Oh, wow. You do need to buy zippers and things for them. But um, for the most part, it's recycled, you know, all billboards. So they have like, these unique designs to them, uh, but they're all they're all different, which is great. <laughs> yeah, my my, uh, my youngest was saying, well, Dad, what does this say? What is this? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> On the case, I, I don't know what that is. It looks cool, but I, I have no idea. <laughs> That's great. Which brings, you know, and you said your son and... To me, making pizza is, is an experience, and to make, it's not difficult to make your own dough. It does take a little time, but when you get that Friday evening and you, you get your family together, they all toss on cheese together, and you're making these I mean, restaurant, better than restaurant quality pies now right. at your own home um, at a, a fraction of the cost, and this, that, having that community together with your friends and your family. I, to me, I, I get the goosebumps just thinking about doing that because it, it's amazing to me, that experience. Well, that's, that's what it's all about. I mean, that's, you know, um, you know the, the Catholic foodie, what we're, we, you know, the, the, the byline here, or the, not the byline, the slogan, I guess, is, uh, mm-hmm. you know, where food meets faith, and, and, and it meets it right there around the family table. And uh, that's what's that's so awesome. exciting. And so pizza is one of the things, I'm down here in South Louisiana, and so... With Cajun cuisine and Creole cuisine, uh, it's all one pot cooking. It, it, it's big pot cooking and it, mm-hmm. because it's all about family and it's all about big parties and right. it's all about so, the community, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a thing, too, I think, with the Italians. And you see pizza and what that's all about. It's not for one person, typically. No, and although not. you can, you know, you can certainly do that. I used to eat many, pizza by my, many a pizza by myself when I was in high school. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> You know, it, it it it's about family. It's about community. It's it's amazing, and you know, and as we were developing this product, Jeff, too, is uh, one thing I was trying to, you know, we're, we're trying to do this on our own on the on the web with the social thing to keep the cost down if we can. Um, one thing we want to do to to kind of give back to the community is we're thinking, okay, we got a, a great food product here, um, and I've talked to you know, and pizza, Jeff, is healthy if it's done correctly. Mm-hmm. If, if you have fresh vegetables, fresh, you know, tomatoes. It's a good, it's a good nutritious meal for you. And I think some people overlook that. Um, it's not, but in any case, we, we, we talked to, uh, we partnered with the greater Boston food bank in Boston, um, which is, they do a tremendous job. I think they feed somewhere about 90,000 families a week in the new England area. Uh, and I thought, what a great, if we could somehow give back to them to help feed the poor, to help, you know, we're all so lucky, I think. We, 
we're so fortunate and we take some things for granted. Um, in any case, what we've decided to do is that, you know, every baking steel that we sell buys meals for the Greater Boston Food Bank. Oh, that's awesome. And that's something that we're just so proud of here. And we're, all of us have been on, you know, uh, and our company go over there and we volunteer our time as well as finance as much as we can. So every, every baking steel we sell gives proceeds to the poor that need the meals, which to me is the best part of the story. It's amazing to me. Um, well, I, I tell you that that stuck out to me because when I when I um, when I opened up the box, I was so excited. I was thinking to myself, should I should I video this? Should I you know, the, <laughs> the unveiling of what could be the answer to all my problems? I mean, you know, what do I do? Uh, but I didn't because I you know, the, the the kitchen was a mess and it would have been you know embarrassing. But um, <laughs> but that was my thought. And anyway, when I when I unveiled it, when I unboxed it, when I took it out. Uh, one of the things that really just jumped out at me was uh, tied around uh, 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 the, the, the loop, right, the hole that's in that, that one area, mm-hmm. was uh, a little card. And, and the card on one side says that. It's got a, a, the logo of the Greater Boston Food Bank, and it says that every steel buys a meal. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like, wow, that is really, really cool. And uh, by the way, while, I, while I, I'll put a plug in here for you, it's uh, Facebook dot com slash baking steel right y'all have got a page there on facebook yes, uh, thank you <laughs> facebook.com slash baking steel so people can upload pictures of their their pizza or bread or, or whatever or just get news over there on facebook mm-hmm. but uh, the, the second thing that really jumped out when i turned that card over it said you know the baking steel it said create the crust you crave <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's what I've been trying to do. <laughs> it's great. You know, my wife came up with that slogan. We were thinking of something, you know, what can we come up with? And really that's what it comes down to create that crust that you crave. And it's just, um, and you, you know, I'm floored each time I, I roll out my pizzas. I usually do four at a time. I make my doughs and I'm blown away by the result each and every time. Some, some are better than others, no doubt. But for generally speaking, that crust is just always, is sparkling with uh with that airiness and that crispness that I love and I think most pizza lovers do love. Oh, absolutely. I mean that you know the the thing that I have lamented and I've written about pizza a lot over the last. I mean I've been doing this since uh, 2008, so the last what four years wow. or so. Wow. Um, I've written a lot about pizza and you know the thing that I lament over and over again is the fact that my oven just goes up to 500. At least I thought it went up to 500, but actually. The marker, you know, where the, the 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 knob only goes up to 475, and then I've got the broiler. So I, I'm just imagining that maybe, perhaps, if I'm lucky on a certain day, it might get up to 500. But uh, you know, it, it I, that that's why I've had to I've had to resort to tricks. I've had to pre-bake the 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 crust, or mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And uh, you know, so I did this past week. I got this thing in the mail, and uh, which is so excited about this baking steel. And what I did, I, I made uh, four pizzas over the course of, of two days. Now, normally if I'm doing pizza, I'll do all four at once. You know, I do them mm-hmm. back to back to back. But because of just family stuff and the, the chaos of life, um, I can, and, and Halloween interrupted too. We had a party to go to. Um, I only did one on Halloween night, and then the other, the other three I did the, 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 the next day. Actually, I wound up doing more than that, but I'll tell you about that in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, I was amazed. I was absolutely amazed because my, my crust had never come out this way before. Um, I followed they were the first, beautiful, too, by the way. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I took those pictures and put them up on Facebook and, and Instagram and, and, and all over the place. But, well, thank you. I, 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 I work. I work at my food pictures, you know, my food photography. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the, the, I noticed a couple of things that, that really stood out. I mean, first of all, the first thing that really stood out with the baking steel was, number one, it, it, it is far superior to my stone. Far awesome. superior to my stone. The second thing I realized is I have gotten so dependent on tricks that I really, in a way, kind of have to relearn making my pizzas to, to, to accommodate this excellent tool. Right, this mm-hmm. new tool, yeah, good because point. it's it's doing something that I'm not used to. I, mm-hmm. I'm not used to this, so I've got to, in a sense, <laughs> kind of relearn all these different things. These, this, this this method that I've I've practiced now for a couple of years, I've got to kind of relearn that, which is fine. That's great, and I, and I really want to give kudos to Kenji too over there at Slice mm-hmm. because 
he he went through and documented all of it and and he 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 did it in different ways so i believe one way was to have the 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 steel on the bottom uh, uh rack of the the oven mm-hmm. you, you preheat it you you cook your pizza that way that's one way and then i think a, a second way that he tried was taking a pizza stone and actually heating the pizza stone up too, but having that on the rack above the pizza. So you've almost got like a mini pizza oven inside mm-hmm. your oven. You've got the steel on the bottom and the stone on the top, which mm-hmm. I thought was a really cool because both of them are really, you know, they're conducting heat. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the third way he, he did uh, the, the pizza steel, the baking steel on the second to top, if I'm not mistaken, the second right. to top uh, rack and then at for for part of the cook time he had the broiler on mm-hmm. so i tried all those methods <laughs> and uh you know the first one that i did just at the bottom of the 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 uh the oven the, the bottom rack um i think in retrospect really came out the best mm-hmm. you know the one at the bottom of the rack one at the bottom of the rack okay. i mm-hmm. heated up the steel for about 45 minutes to an hour mm-hmm. probably about an hour and and did that pizza right there. I think that one came out. And I did it for 10 minutes in my oven because, again, my oven only goes up to 475 sure. mm-hmm. uh, as far as I know. So, <laughs> Yeah, and, and every oven's different. You know, every, I've found, because I've, I've gone to several different ovens to test this thing, and um, each oven's, you know, got its own little uh, personality, I guess, if you will. Right, right. Um, and they're all a little bit different. Now, there's different, you know, and I've, I'm getting feedback from, from some users of the baking steel now. In fact, I got one, this one woman, um, Amy. She, uh, she did a pie the other day in one minute and 40 seconds. What? On, on the baking steel. Wow. A, she tricked out her oven. There's ways to trick out your electric ovens because they have like these governors on them for, for temperature. Oh, my you goodness. Could, she uses like a, a wet paper towel topped with like aluminum foil, puts that on the, the temperature gauge. And it kind of tricks the oven to thinking that it's, it's um, got to heat up more. It's got to heat up more. So she got it up to <laughs> 700 plus. Wow. Under broiler. And it, it, um, it's not, it wasn't just she cooked it in a minute and a half. It was a beautiful pizza. And wow. It just looks so, so airy. I, I haven't done that. I think my record is like three minutes and like 13 seconds at my oven. Um, and that's again, amazing. that's a great pizza. <laughs> That's a whole different experience, though. <laughs> uh, you're more you're spending more time like bending down, looking in your oven, than you are kind of enjoying the <laughs> right. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I like I like the bake at you know seven seven minute bake in my oven with um, that way I can continue talking and drinking a glass of wine and and having fun <laughs> and enjoying it. Right, right. Enjoying well, that it. was you know I did I wanted to test it. I wanted. As a matter of fact, I had thought you one one of the things I really appreciated too is that you sent. In the uh, in the box itself, you also sent the recipe for the dough, which I think is is your favorite recipe, if, I'm, is, if I'm not yeah. mistaken, and that that's the one that that Kenji uh, has come up with. Mm-hmm. And I thought my, my first thought was, oh, I'm gonna do this, and then I thought afterwards, like, no, you know what I should do is do the one I normally do. There you and, go, and, and and that way compared to what I know, and I'm glad I did it that way first. Um, and I and I think in retrospect, and I haven't gotten to this yet, but I think that. Um, uh, my dough recipe has a lot to do with the results that I got. Mm-hmm. You know, in other words, if I if I did make a few minor adjustments, not using as much olive oil as probably the primary one, then mm-hmm. I would have gotten a more airy crust. I mean, the crust was phenomenal. It was so close to to to, to what I'm to the crust I crave, right? Uh, <laughs> but it's it's uh, but it wasn't quite there yet. It was almost there. And I think that the, 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 the real culprit was the fact that um, I've been using a, a, a recipe that I have developed to fit my oven and my stone, oven. you know, and, yeah. uh, and, and that with a, with a, with a, a, a better tool, the steel, uh, my recipe itself was almost a hindrance to me. And I learned that because of this. This is what, what I was leading up to. Uh, last night, well, you know, I, I made the rest of my, my, my doughs yesterday, the ones that I had <laughs> made oh, cool. uh, the day before and so i was out and uh i was i i, I was you know having withdrawals i'm like well, we can't do this so i've got i've got to do something so i got on the phone and called some restaurants some of the i started out with my absolute favorite and it's a family-owned place it's been here forever uh it's, a, it's an old guy who's a wonderful character i love this man mm-hmm. um who, who's been making pizza all his life and he's just phenomenal and when i called to ask if i can come pick up some some dough he said look he goes 
I learned this recipe from my father-in-law, and, and, and I promised him I'd never give it away. I'd never <laughs> sell just the dough. I was like, oh, really? Man, okay. I understand. Uh, I love you. All right, next. <laughs> so I called somebody else, and anyway, I called like six different restaurants and finally found one that would sell me the dough. So last night I went out and picked up some dough, came home, and then made another another pizza. And, um, you know, again, that one I, I did with uh, on the bottom rack, mm-hmm. heated the steel up, and um, then I had the stone on the rack right above that. And that that pizza really, you know, it was phenomenal. It really oh, was. Beautiful. It had the. It was fully cooked. It was uh, just the, the the char on the crust. It had the 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 oven spring because I didn't add too many ingredients. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, I did one that was just sausage, and then I did one that was just cheese, and um, it it was just beautiful. Oh, that's great! And I saw those pictures, and that was it was, it was beautiful, Jeff. And a really amazing job that you did. Well, that's um, you know coming closer, coming closer there to the the crust I crave. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love the tagline. That's great. Oh, so beautiful. Uh, so well, great. That, I, um, yeah, I'm, I'm grateful to have met you too, Jeff. And uh, this, you know, by by going online and reading about people's experiences on pizzas, and I'm, I, you know, somehow our our cross uh, paths have crossed. And um, I saw that you're having a couple of struggles with that, and you know, that's that's what this this product's all about. Um, is you know, create the crust that you crave. <laughs> it's just, yeah. I mean, it's, and, it's amazing. And there's a, there's a lot of people out there that, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm new, I'm new to the food uh, kind of, kind of coming out of retirement, if you will, for mm-hmm. back to the food business. And I'm amazed at all the, the, the pizza makers out there. Um, I'm glad I didn't know it before I designed it. Cause I may have been intimidated. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm telling you, you did a fantastic job and I, I do, I totally a hundred percent recommend this. This is a, a phenomenal product. Uh, the the baking steel and uh, where where can people find this online? Uh, we are at uh, right now. You can type in bakingsteel.com. That'll take you right to our product page. Oh, good. Okay. We're in the process of updating that website to make it very consumer friendly. The goal is to have that up and running by um, Thanksgiving. But you know, with the weight of this product, one thing we're we're throwing in to, to everybody who buys a baking steel is you know the shipping is on the, the pricing is included the shipping cost. Oh, we wow. thought we could leverage our buy our buying power with UPS, um, the, the volume that we do to help keep that cost down as much as possible. Right, that's, because it it is 15 pounds. It, it gets heavy. <laughs> right, that, that's chip. So that, we, that's we what I was to, thinking. That's built into the cost of the product. Well, that that really works. That's fantastic because that's it is heavy, man. Was the first thing when I when I got that box, I was like, oh my goodness, this is. You can hurt somebody with this. This is a heavyweight. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> but again, you're right, but that's the weight is what makes it work. That's it's right. That mass, and that's, that's what you need to give, you know, it's probably 10 pounds heavier than any other baking stone out there. Um, but that's what makes it work. And it's, it's, a, it's a quarter inch thick, right? It is. We do quarter inch. We do custom sizes, too. We can, we, I, in fact, we have a, a, a baking steel called the Big, which is the same size, 16 by 14, but it's a half inch thick. Wow. Uh, that's 32 pounds of mass. Now, you could know that the quarter inch produces incredible pizza. The half inch, it, it maybe incrementally, it's a little bit more oven spring. But mm-hmm. in my opinion, it's, um, it's a little bit too heavy. Wow. Um, my wife wouldn't allow that one in the house. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I tell you, that, that was, uh, you know, I... I, I Matter of fact, last night when I went to uh, to make that last pizza, I had started to heat the oven up, and I forgot to move the st- the steel before. I had it up high on like the second to to, to highest <laughs> rack. I wanted to move it down. I was like, "Oh goodness, now it's hot." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, I've got to use the the, the the mitts and and you know just hope I don't drop it. But uh, it it worked out fine. It was great and uh, right. Awesome. Fantastic, fantastic product. Uh, uh, you know, I certainly appreciate it. I recommend it to, to everybody. Is there um, bakingsteel.com is where we're going to ba- send people, right? Ba- yeah, bakingsteel.com. And, um, yeah, and we, we, uh, we're catching up on all of our orders. We're, uh, the goal would be in, in a couple of weeks we'll have these things on the shelf. Right now it's probably about a one-week lead time before you'll get your steel. Uh, we're still we're working this weekend again to get caught up a little bit in production. Um, in our eyes, it's a it's a good problem to have. <laughs> oh, sure, absolutely. Um, but yeah, and if there's any special requests, if you need these as a gift, just you know, call me directly, and and my number's on the site, and we can accommodate those needs for you too. 
Fantastic. Uh, Baking. We'll be all set for the Christmas rush. Awesome. Awesome. You got to have Christmas pizza. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, I tell you what, you, you have really um, uh, filled a need here. You know, you've, you have, uh, you know, again, the crust you crave, you know, that this is, it's phenomenal. It really is. I had someone on, on Facebook last night made a comment on one of my pictures about, hey, can, we, can I just use a, uh, a cookie sheet and turn it upside down? And, and my response was, sure. You know, if it's a quarter inch thick piece of steel, uh, you know, that you preheat for 45 minutes. Yeah, no problem. There you go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not going to so. be the same results. No, you're right. Well, Andrus, thank you so much for uh, for taking time to to be with us today on the show. I really appreciate it, and uh, you know, I, I look forward. I know that I've I've kind of bookmarked the the Facebook page. I've I've got my my uh, pictures that I put up over at Catholic Foodie, and also on the Facebook page for Catholic Foodie. But I'm gonna share some over there on the the Baking Steel page too. Uh, That's great. I look to forward see to seeing seeing other people's pictures too. That's beautiful. Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate it. God bless y'all. God bless you too. Thank you. Well, again, uh, Andres, thank you so much for uh, coming on the show and talking with us today about the baking steel. Uh, it was it was a, such a pleasure, such a pleasure to meet you, such a pleasure to talk with you, and uh, and I thank you so much for that. And uh, folks, you know there are links in the show notes over at CatholicFoodie.com where you can find links to Andres' uh, uh, blog and 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 information on the baking steel and all that good stuff. You'll find that over at CatholicFoodie.com. Um, just just. Go on over there, and you can find it. Uh, they have a fantastic uh, uh, page on Facebook for the baking steel with pictures of people across the country who are making delicious pizzas at home. Uh, I love those pictures. That's just <laughs> it's phenomenal. I love it. Please do check those links out, and let me know what you think. You know, I want to hear from you. Please do let me know what you think. You, know, you can always give me a call. The listener feedback line is 985-635-4974. 985-635-4974. Uh, you can always shoot me an email at jeff at catholicfoodie.com. I'm on Twitter at twitter.com slash catholicfoodie. I'm on Facebook at facebook.com slash catholicfoodie. Hey, I just want to hear from you. You know, what are your thoughts on the baking steel and the discoveries that I have made as a home pizza chef? Is this helpful for you? I'd love to know. Please call me, 985-635-4974, uh, or shoot me an email, jeff at catholicfoodie.com. Here's a way you can be creative on a daily basis. Well, how else in your life can you actually create new things every day? And you have to eat. This mm -hmm. is the thing we all agree on. If you're going to eat three times a day to the day that you die, why not be good at it? Well, folks, we've come to the end of, a, of, a, of another episode. Uh, very, very happy that you have uh, uh, been here with me and listened to this episode. Uh, thank you very much for, for doing that. And again, you know, I do, I do want to hear from you. You can always find me on Facebook or Twitter. And, uh, you know, another thing I, I just, you know, if you do have the time, if you have the time, uh, please take a moment to go over to iTunes and rate the Catholic Foodie uh, podcast. You can uh, find links, of course, at catholicfoodie.com. That'll take you right to that page in iTunes. But to, 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 to leave a review, uh, actually write what you think there on iTunes or just to rate it, you know, give me a five-star rating or, or four or preferably five, you know, <laughs> would be very helpful. You know, it's, it's amazing because uh, I check the stats from time to time of the Catholic Foodie and often the Catholic Foodie is on the featured uh, podcasts page when it comes to food, right? If you go to, if you search for food and you go to podcasts that are all about food, Catholic Foodie is one of the featured uh, uh, podcasts there. And it's, it's really an honor. It's fantastic. But here's the deal is that uh, the, the more ratings that we have and the more positive reviews and things like that, the higher up in the, the list you go, which means that more and more people will find out about the Catholic Foodie. There's lots of people who don't know, but people will find out about the Catholic Foodie. And, and the good news about that is that I do try to provide uh, some real uh, uh, um, inspiration, right? inspiration to get back in the kitchen, inspiration to uh, to cook and to eat together with your family, inspiration to pray, inspiration to grow in faith. Those are the kind of things that I really try to provide in addition to recipes and talking about pizza and, and delicious things like that, right? So it's really all about relationship. It's about family. It's about just the, the goodness of God. And, and and that's the message I'm trying to spread. And and by by leaving a review, by rating the Catholic foodie and giving it a positive rating, uh, it helps to um, 
uh, to broaden the audience. It helps to bring this this wonderfully delicious and, and, and good message to to more people. So if you do have just a moment or two, please do go to iTunes, rate the Catholic Foodie. Five stars would be awesome. Uh, uh, leave a review. Tell me what the Catholic Foodie means to you. Or tell the world, really, not just me, the world. Uh, that would really help. So I thank you for that in advance. And uh, you know what? I think this is it, folks. We're at the end of the show. So guess what? I've got more deliciously good stuff coming your way next week. And uh, until next time, bon appétit. SQPN, leading the way in Catholic new media.